Welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Good morning, buddies, and welcome to another episode of BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is a very special and honorable guest, Mayor Joe Schember of Erie, Pennsylvania. How are you doing today, Mr. Mayor? Doing well, Nick. Thanks much for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for taking the time to join us. I know you're a very busy man, so it's an honor to have you on our show. Thank you. Yes. So, Mr. Mayor, I got to ask, what's your favorite part about being mayor of Erie? What, what I like is just all the interactions with people I have. I, I learned early in life I'm a people person. I started out as a teacher, uh, but then went into banking just kind of by chance that happened. I never had I had no financial background at the time. But I ended up spending 40 years in banking because I, I was hired as a teller originally. I ended up uh, at the end of my career, I, I, I moved to our trust department, learned that and was one of the top salespeople for trust business at the bank. But before moving to trust, I, I went from teller to to being in charge of 53 branches in northwest Pennsylvania. There was a lot of steps in between there, too. It was an incredible learning experience. And what I really enjoyed about that was just being around people all the time. And being mayor is even a better people job than, than banking was. Love it. Absolutely love it. What about Erie? What's your, what do you love about Erie? Like, what do you love best about Erie? I was born and raised here, and uh, I, I've always loved Erie. I went to graduate school for a couple of years in Dayton, Ohio. I taught down in St. Mary's, Pennsylvania for two years. But and I was always coming back to Erie all the time when I was in Dayton or St. Mary's as well. Uh, what, what I love about Erie is the, the great people that are here. And also, we, we have a very unique city that most people that don't live here don't even know about our bay, our peninsula, just what a wonderful place it is. You can look out. We have, we, we have among the top sunsets in the world as well. And so it's just it's a great place to live. Uh, probably part of me is just because I was born and raised here. Uh, but I, I love it and I always have. Oh, lovely. Love it. And you're right. It is one of the best sunsets yes. ever. It truly, truly is. Yes. Now... Let's talk about a little tourism. First off, if you were to say make someone an Erie gift basket, you know, something with just Erie items, like Erie specialty items, what, what items would you include? That's a, that's a, that's a good question. We've got a lot of really great things. We, we've got a, a lot of artsy type businesses all around Erie. I, I think some local art would be appropriate to, to be in that basket. Uh, I'd have to give them a mighty fine don some mighty fine donuts because uh, mm -hmm. I eat them every chance I get. And I, I, there's not one I've tasted that I don't like yet. Uh, there's just a lot of lot of great things. Uh, we've got some some great local tailors uh, in, in shops. Uh, I buy all my clothes uh, with, with in Erie here. Uh, it's, there's a lot of great things that could go into that basket. There probably wouldn't be room for everything. Oh, beautiful! You're right. Mighty fine donuts all the way. Can't beat them. Yes. 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 So, you know, part of BuddyCast is talking about buddies, talking about friends. You know, 
um, has there ever been an eerie citizen that has truly left an impact on your heart? Like after an encounter, say you meet him at an event or you just meet him out in public and because of you, something changed in their life? Yeah. I mean, I have to go back to when I was a kid again. Uh, As a freshman in high school, I went into the seminary to study to be a Catholic priest, a St. Mark's seminary up on East Grandview Boulevard here. There were 65 boys in my freshman class. 35 of us graduated together. And I don't think I've ever been closer to anyone than I was to those 35 because we basically grew up together. We lived at the seminary. We were allowed home one Sunday a month for four hours. Other than that, we were up there together doing things. And uh, I'm still very close to them. When I see one of them, and they were from all over, too. They were from Pittsburgh. They were from Youngstown, Ohio. Of course, there were some from Erie as well. But whenever I see one, uh, it's just, you know, the friendship is just there. And we, you know, we trust each other. We believe in each other. Uh, I've also met some incredible people through through my time in banking and also now as mayor. Uh, Again, that's the favorite part of life for me, just uh, networking with people, getting to know them, getting to understand them. And I'm kind of some people probably say I'm still naive but I, I just trust everybody and I'm open and you know it, it's 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 uh, great great conversations that, that we could have we uh, for instance uh, four years ago John Persinger ran against me for the mayor I was a Democrat mm-hmm. he was a Republican and party never really matters much to me but he's an, actually we're neighbors we live about a half a block apart uh, yes we, we've known each other a little bit we got to know each other a lot better during the campaign but we both ran campaigns that were respectful. We presented ourselves, we presented our differences, but we were respectful to each other throughout the campaign. After I was elected, uh, the president of Erie Insurance came to see me and said he wanted to hire John to run the other downtown group that was just starting to form then. I immediately answered, that's fine. I look forward to working with him. And we worked closely together. He's doing incredible work down across from Perry Square. Uh, you know, there's that new market there where there's like nine different vendors. We've never had anything mm-hmm. like that in Erie. And it's I've, I've eaten there six times already since they opened. And I, I love being down there because not only do you get good food, you have a great choice of what, what you can get. But you also get to talk to people and see them. And you see a lot of people you haven't seen in a while, especially with COVID keeping us apart. So uh, that's, uh, you know, that's just kind of the story of my life. And that's the way I'm going to continue it as long as I'm around. Yes, very buddy-like, and just to applaud you and Persinger, Persinger's been on the show too, but just to applaud you too for that clean race. It wasn't a race of, here's what my opponent's not doing, here's what he'll never do, it's more of, here's what I'm going to do for the city, here's what I, here's how I will help you, Yes, most of all. That's what I loved about it. It wasn't that political drama, like, you know, just mudslinging or anything like that. It was just... Here's what I'm going to do for you. We need more races like that. So thank you very much. Sure. Thank you. And thank John. Uh, John, we're still, we're still good friends. We see each other a lot. His kids are growing up. I see them and uh, we're, you know, we're going to continue working together, I think for quite a while. Yes. I absolutely love that. Now let's say there's someone out there who wants to relocate to Erie, but is still on the fence. How would you help give them that little extra push? to finally say, you know what, come on down here. You mentioned some things earlier, but how would you sell it to them? Maybe maybe I'd encourage them to try to come here for the weekend. I might even sponsor a hotel room for them and just take them out to dinner a couple places. Take them for rides in the afternoon just around to see the great things here in Erie. Uh, Especially show them what's going on right now in downtown Erie. 
what's going on in the Bayfront. Uh, and uh, I would try to also introduce them to some other Erie people, maybe some people at the city council, some people I work with, some of my family and friends. So I just try to give them a good weekend and uh, just let them see what Erie is like. And I think after that, he would be coming here real quick. Mm-hmm. I believe it. I would be, I'd be, what do I sign? You know? <laughs> oh, so over your time in Erie, not just as mayor, but as you said, growing up, what are some major changes that you've seen throughout the city? Well, you know, when I was downtown, or excuse me, when I was young, downtown is where all the shops were. All, all You know, if you wanted to shop for anything, you would come down, we would go to the Boston store, which was you know, the whole thing. Now it's mostly rooms you know, where people are living, but mm-hmm. it was the whole, every floor had, had different things on it. I think it was the fifth floor that had uh, toys for kids. And my parents would always take me there, drop me off to look around while they went and did the shopping they needed to do. And then we'd always meet at a certain time right under the clock. And I think anybody that's been around Erie as long as I have would remember that sort of thing. Uh, there, were, there was a lot of other stores downtown. I mean, when I went to Gannon back in the uh, late 60s and early 70s, uh, we would go up to Grants, uh, which was up at Ninth and State. And we would have lunch or breakfast there uh, between our classes. Uh, I'd walk up there with with other uh, classmates. So it was a a totally different place. It really died down uh, over the last 40, 50 years. But over the last at least five or six years now, it's starting to come back. You know, obviously what John Persinger is doing with the EDDC, what Erie Insurance is doing is incredible. There's so many great things going on. Hammett Hospital is doing great things in downtown Erie. It's just it's moving forward, picking up the pace. And uh, I think there's more things coming as well. Mm-hmm. So you would say that's what you would say you're excited for, for concerning Erie's future. Are there any other things you're excited for concerning the future of the city? Yeah, the other thing is, uh, you know, I set a goal for myself for the next eight years, and I'm kind of I'm planning to run again in four years. A lot will depend on my health and obviously the voters' choices. But if I if I do get reelected, I've set a goal for eight years that I announced this year, and it's very simple. I want to bring ten thousand more people to Erie in the next eight years, uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean ten thousand more adults. There could be you know families that move here because of the the, the mother's job or something like that. So. That's that's what I really want to want to focus on bringing more bringing more jobs and people to Erie. The Erie Chamber of Commerce is working very hard on that. Uh, Erie Insurance obviously is doing a great job of, of bringing more uh, jobs to Erie. So and we're getting a lot of uh, new businesses as well, kind of startups, and they're businesses of the future. You know, the kind of businesses I worked in as a kid don't even exist anymore. Like one of the things I did as I worked at Conduit Corporation, it was uh, the the summer after my sophomore year at Gannon, and it was my first real job that I had. And my job was they would do aluminum castings. Once they cooled off, the castings would come to me, and I would chip, chip the excess aluminum off. Then they'd go to the next person in the assembly line who would put in threading for and do, do different things. And you know, again, I earned I earned enough in that one summer to pay for my fall and spring semesters at Gannon, and I became wow. good friends with the people I worked with. Uh, I would go over to one of the one of the guys' houses, and we would he would teach me card games we would play because I was still young, learning at that time. Uh, it, it was it was incredible, such an incredible experience. I decided I'm going to stay on part time while I'm going back to Gannon and earn and earn more money that way too. That really kind of showed me 
I, I didn't know up to that point, could I really hold a job? Like my mom and dad were great workers. My dad was a mailman. My mom taught first at St. Benedict Academy and then in Erie Public Schools. And uh, it was, I just wondered, am I going to be able to do what they do? That summer I learned I could do it. And things kind of took off from there. Absolutely love it. I love stories like that because that's my, that was my grandfather. You know, my grandfather is a lot of inspiration behind BuddyCast. He gave me the name Buddy. Whoa. So, yeah, but he was exactly like that. Born and raised here in Erie. Um, he worked for everything he got. Nothing was given to him. Nothing was handed to him. Oh. He worked at the Times News his whole life, and that was his pride and joy. Yeah. And all he wanted in life was a family. That's it. Wow. He, didn't want, he didn't want the fancy house, the fancy car. He didn't wow. want to be the envy of his. He just wanted a family. That's and that's awesome. what he got. And he worked wow. every every cent of it, you know? Yes. I learned a lot from my grandparents, too. On my father's side, believe it or not, my grandparents came over from Sicily. Schember doesn't sound like an Italian name. I think it was originally something like S-C-E-M-B-R-I. But mm -hmm. Germans ran Erie at the time. And I'm just, nobody yeah. told me this, but I believe my grandparents changed their name so they'd sound more German. Mm -hmm. My dad served in World War II. His, his older brother was actually born over in Sicily. So that they came over. And then they had him and a couple others. And but when he came back from World War II, he became the first Italian-American to work at the Erie Post Office. Before wow. That, it was pretty much all Germans. You know, and that's kind of just the way it was back then. And uh, so I, I, I learned a lot from my parents. On my mother's side, my grandparents, my grandfather was Thomas Flatley, who was actually mayor of Erie back in the early 1950s. I don't even remember that. I was alive. I was one or two years old. But mm -hmm. He, he, my, my grandmother had passed away before I even got to know her. I think I mm. met her as an infant, but, uh, but he, he, he actually uh, had made a mistake as mayor. He actually had to go to a prison down in Pittsburgh for, I think, about a year and then came mm. back. But I just got to, I didn't get to know him as mayor or a politician. I just got to know him as a person who every time he would see, and he had a ton of grandchildren. I think he had mm. like 40 grandchildren. I was one. But he treated each one of us specially, and he always had candy in his pocket. Yes. <laughs> I got to know that. So, uh, you know, we, he got our attention, too. Uh, yes. I, yes. And I, I tell you, I learned a lot from him uh, over my lifetime. I know my parents, he probably had the biggest impact. But I'm very fortunate that my you know, grandparents on, on my father's side and my mother's side, I was, I was close to both and, and learned a lot. Mm-hmm. First off, I love how being mayor runs in your bloodline, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it runs in the family. Yes, it does. That side yeah. of the family is pretty happy with me. <laughs> yes, yes. But um, I also love just how similar our stories were, like how we learned so much from my grandfather. It's the yeah. positive impacts, just the yeah. stories like that. Like I said, my grandfather taught me everything from how to treat a woman to just how, you know, like he was always the one in parties who – he would he wouldn't seek out who the party is for or like who's the most popular person. He would seek out the person that's sitting at the table by themselves, kind of having that look like only five more minutes and then I can go home. I'll just pull an excuse like I got to go feed the cat or something. And he would make them feel like they are the star of the party. He would walk up awesome. to them. And, that is yes. great. I wish I had got to know your grandfather too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very neat. Very neat. Mm -hmm. Now I have three more questions for you real quick. Okay. The first one is let's talk about vacationing in Erie, both summer and winter. Where are your go-to destinations? Well, obviously the peninsula through spring, summer, and even fall. Uh, and we get we get a lot of visitors at the peninsula. It really draws a lot of people to Erie. 
Uh, I think downtown Erie is going to become a lot more attractive with the work, again, that the EDDC is doing below uh, uh, Perry Square, down towards the lake, and, and others as well. You know, we've got the Richford Arms in that same area, right across the street, and they are putting $25 million into renovating their apartments there, which are mainly for older people. And those older people, you know, are going to have a lot of more places to shop close to where they are. There, there's actually a, a supermarket of some kind going to be that John is putting into his area that over there. And so I, I think those people are really going to be a lot more comfortable in the renovated facility. Every apartment is going to be renovated from what I understand. And it, it's, you know, they'll be an important part of the community. And obviously ha having a, uh, City Hall very close and, and the Erie Police very close kind of keeps it for the most part safer in this area mm -hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You can definitely say that again about having police just right there, right, right yeah. to the side of you. Yeah. And our uh, police actually do great work too. If you don't mind they do. talk about th them for a, a, a minute. I, I, appointed, I, I appointed Dan Spazarni as, as chief of police. I had gotten to know him actually four, four or five years ago during the first campaign that I ran. And uh, I'm, he is doing everything I ask. Uh, you know, one of the, one of my main goals is to make our police department look like the community based on the, the people. Uh, right now, we have very few women. I think we might have uh, about ten minorities, uh, African Americans, particularly, uh, out of about 173 police officers. So, it was frustrating the first couple of years I was in office because we kept trying and trying. But in order to become a police officer, you need to take the test, and and then. We hire based on the scores in the test. So th then we kind of focused to trying to help minorities do better on the test. And we did actually, we, we had a few uh, mixed race minorities that were hired, but the first African-American was hired last year. So that was my fourth year in office. But I'm very happy to tell you, we are going to be adding to the police department this year based on the ARP funding. And uh, we, we believe we have at least five African-Americans that will be joining us this year on the Erie Police Department. So I'm very, very happy about that. I'm extremely happy to hear that. I'm extremely happy to hear all the inclusion, all the, it's not about just like, oh, you're this or that. It's just about who you are. If you want to, if you dream of becoming a police officer, if you dream of helping others, yes, nothing else matters. Nothing, yeah. you know. And you just described the police officers that I've gotten to know. That's exactly what they're trying to do. They, they went this way because they want to help people and they're committed to it. And they don't mind risking their own lives to do it. Which, mm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Now, Mr. Mayor, I got a question from you from our buddy, um, Jonas Kane, who runs Hashtag Positivity, okay. which is, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? I think it means a lot. Uh, you know, obviously... You can be a buddy with anyone. It doesn't have to be a guy, a guy, a girl, a girl. It can be a guy and a girl. It doesn't necessarily have to be romantic. You can just, I've had a number of women that I've been friends with over the years. I met my wife when I was 19 years old and I fell in love with her when we, the day we met. I had never, I had just left the seminary. I had never even dated a woman. I didn't quite understand girls and women, to be very honest. But I met her because she went to Mercyhurst and I went to Gannon. And we went on a joint retreat over to Dunkirk, New York. They picked us up at Gannon first. Then we picked them up. And she got on. And I was like, the first time in my life, I was 19 years old. Like that, I was attracted to her. And uh, she sat right behind me. So I was turned around talking to her. Uh, and, but, but with the bus moving and me being turned around, my stomach started to get upset. So I stopped turning around. Uh... She thought I didn't like her. But I quickly... <laughs> 
once we got to Dunkirk and started to do things, I, you know, she quickly realized, oh, he likes me. And uh, I, like I said, the day I met her, I wanted to marry her, even though I'd never dated a girl before. We got married nine and a half years later, because I think it took me that long to convince her that I was the right guy for her. <laughs> and sometimes she still questions it. We've been married now 42 years, and uh, we've had three children who are great, important parts of our lives. It's been a great relationship, and uh, I look forward to continuing for many years as well. Mm -hmm. And how do your children feel about Erie? How does the family feel about living here and everything? They 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 like Erie. Uh, our daughter has a great job. Oldest daughter has a great job with Google. She's uh, 38 years old now. Uh, and she was originally she was out in the San Francisco area with a number of different jobs, was hired then by Google. They moved to New York City a year before the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit, they closed their office. So she's been home with us now for almost two years working from home. Uh, she still occasionally has to go to meetings or that sort of thing. Uh, but she, she is doing she is doing great and we're this has been an incredible two years usually in the evenings except when it's real snowy she and i will go for a walk together in the evenings which is which is nice and it's it's uh it's just a great experience then after we had jamie two and a half years she was two and a half when our twins were born jody and joe uh and jody was born with down syndrome she uh we, we've learned and as she was growing she of course she had a twin brother and you could see he was advancing faster, and but she was advancing too. She was just always six months, a year behind him. And uh, when when they were two years old, we have video of our son Joe holding Jody by the head, trying to get her to say a word, and he kept repeating it. And she kind of was trying, you know. And I can remember when she was, you know, five, six, seven in that area. She would at at, uh, at meals. We would all sit down to meals together. She would say more potatoes and she would say things. But then as she approached 10, she started to lose her speech. And uh, she pretty much lost it all. We think she understands everything we say to her. And she still lives with Rhonda and me. Mm -hmm. and, and there's there's an incredible closeness between her and her sister and her brother. And I, about 20 years ago, Rhonda, my wife Rhonda and I started to think about, hey, what if something happens to us? Who's going to take care of Jody? So we said we better do something in our will and set things up. And the other two kids learned we were doing that. And they said, hey, stop what you're doing, because if anything happens to the two of you, we're going to take care of Jody. And I really believe that based on the relationship that uh, that they have. And that's re really, really a good thing. That is a powerful, powerful story. Thank you. Right there. Thank you. I, I'm speechless at this point. Wow. That is, okay. That's a that's a great that's. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, so, it's, yeah, it tugs yeah. at my heart too. Yes. Yes. Which makes which asks me, what about your wife? How does she feel about you being mayor and everything? Does she like the Does she like the limelight, or is she kind of like the? Uh, like, she's uh, she's supportive of me because I wouldn't run yeah. it if she wasn't okay with it. Uh, but uh, there are times it's too much. A lot of you know before the pandemic, I was out at events just about every evening and every weekend. And every once in a while, maybe every six months or so, she would put her foot down and say, don't schedule anything next weekend because I want we're going to go out together and do things together. <laughs> and I would always do it. And then for a while before the pandemic, I, she asked me to check with her before I scheduled anything on Saturday and Sunday. So I've, I've been doing that as well. And now there hasn't been quite as much through the pandemic. Uh, mm -hmm. But things are starting to pick up again now. 
I do have an event tomorrow that I'll be going to from 11 to 1. <laughs> but she said, okay. So, yes. so I'm all right doing it. Yes. You just described me and my fiance. You have oh. a buddy cast tomorrow? No way. Good. Don't schedule anything. It's date night. <laughs> all right. I like exactly. it. That's exa- exactly. Yeah, that sounds exactly the same. Yes. Now, Mr. Mayor, it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question, which is for anyone who dreams of being mayor one day, what is your advice to them? My advice is learn as much as you can as you're growing up and through. don't expect to come in young. Get some experience first. Uh, And there's nothing specific, I don't think, that you need to learn. But you do. I think you do have to be a people person. You have to love being around people, interacting with people, and you have to be able to put up with people. I mean, if if people argue with me, I try not to argue back. I try to listen, ask questions, and there are times we disagree. For instance, uh, Kathy Dahlkemper and I were in office together for uh, four years, and we, we got to know each other well. We knew each other a little bit before. Uh, but we at the beginning, I think this may have been Kathy's idea. She came because I was just mayor. I had no idea what to do. She <laughs> said, why don't we go to lunch together one day a week, one day a month? I said, oh, that sounds good. And we had great conversations. She would bring issues up to me. And as I learned, as I started to learn, I would you know, bring issues up. We'd talk about things, talk things through. And the two of us would agree, I would say, at least 90% of the time. We had very similar positions and, and we worked together on things. But the 10% we didn't agree on, we would uh, we would talk about it. We wouldn't argue about it. We would just talk about it. And sometimes we'd come up with a better idea that we both agreed to that would accomplish the same thing. But about half the time, so about 5% of all of our conversations, we didn't agree. And when we didn't agree, we said, okay, we're just going to set that aside. We won't talk about that. Let's work on the other 95% that we do agree on. And uh, so that, you know, I think you have to be that kind of person to be effective in any in any public office, mayor, county executive, city council. You have to be willing to work with people, listen to them, and put the things you don't agree on aside and and you know, work on the things you do agree on. Love it. Love it. I love how it's not just all disagree, disagree. I have my way, you have your way, but I'm the mayor who, you know, right. I get the final say. It's I'm listening to you. I value your opinion. Yes. Let's put aside the stuff we disagree for now, and let's just focus on what we do agree. That is what it's all about. That's right. Love That's it. the best approach, I feel. Yes. Well, Mr. Mayor, thank you so, so much for being here on BuddyCast. You are an official buddy. Thank you. <laughs> yes. You are an official, yes. You're an official buddy here on BuddyCast, and if you ever have anything to promote, anything you want to just chat about, you know where to find us. Okay, if you want me on again, just ask me. I'll be happy to do it. Will do. We'll yeah. absolutely do. We'll have to come up with some fun ideas. We'll have to collaborate or something. You know, one thing we could talk about sometime is the ARP funding, mm. how that's being used, the process of that. That would probably be a whole buddy cast, I would think. Just talking oh, yeah. about it, getting into detail. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that. We'll definitely be in touch. Okay, but, great. But I know you're a busy man. So <laughs> for all well, my buddies out there, this is our new buddy, Mayor Joe Schember. Please. Stop by Erie. If you see him around the streets, just say hi. Yes. He's human, just like you and me, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And Mr. Mayor, before we end the show, I have one major favor to ask you. Okay. And that is, please, today, go be someone's buddy. Will do. You too. I <laughs> will catch everyone here on everyone's favorite show, BuddyCast.
You thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.